an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot, come hell or high water, tonight's episode, have we ever hugged? And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean General. Do you guys want to warm up? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good dawn, good noon, good dusk, good eventide. Good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on this No Joe Low Show Poe episode <laughs> is the light at the end of the rainbow. Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Uh, also with me today on the show the man who is the king of keynote speeches <laughs> to dinosaurs. Jamie Flam is here. Nailed it. <laughs> Great to be back. <clears throat> what were you doing? What You just spent half an hour doing something. <laughs> so it dynasty live streams. Yeah. <laughs> Please explain. When we have dynasty live streams, we have, a, for most of them, the opportunity for the... Uh, viewers to send a dynagram or a dyna dam so basically it's like a little gram there's a dynagram and a dyna dam is a dyna dam mean it's an opportunity to vent any frustrations you might have so it can be mean some people just kind of don't get it sometimes so their dynagram gets filed under dyna dam uh oh, i oftentimes so use my own nightmare but we have a show the at IRS six, and then as soon gonna... as I logged on, I realized that um, that's funny. The IRS getting involved <laughs> in Dynadance is very funny. Um, but yeah, as soon as I logged on for this podcast, I was like, oh, shit, we have some for the show that starts at six. So I just wanted to get those out of the way. It's done. They're uploading now. Was You're it dead. just Dynad? But what? where did Okay. <laughs> Don't. I think so many we should, questions. I don't no. know if we should get deeper. Because or, you described it as a keynote for the Dynagram. Well, keynote is a program like PowerPoint, but for Apple. I see. So, so it was not keynote in the sense of keynote speech. It was keynote no. in the sense of I have to use this particular program mm -hmm. to place it in a dynagram. Was it all dynagrams or were there some dynadams mixed in? Was there confusion between the Great two? Great question. Thank you. This seemed like an audience that got the concept. And there was um, one dynadam that was a dam. Damn. And uh, the rest were all grams. And so I export a video file of all these slides. And then that's about two minutes long. For some shows, it might be a little bit longer if, if there's more that are sold. And then um, it gets played right before the show starts. And so people are like, oh, look, the person I'm watching with bought a damn dynogram. And sometimes it's someone wishing someone a happy anniversary. A damn dinogram. <laughs> Is that what you just said? If I don't think I meant to, so I probably just slurred <laughs> my words. I'm still kind of coming back to earth from the 
stress of getting that all together yeah. as we were getting How started. familiar are you with Keynote? Who are you asking? Some words fly in from the left. Aaron, Aaron, I asked you a question. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, I'm more comfortable with PowerPoint, but mm -hmm. I have had to use Keynote. I didn't know both of those were. They're thing, not compatible. Rivalry. In, yeah. In, in horrible ways because they should be exactly the same. But if you import a PowerPoint to Keynote and vice versa, they don't always work correctly. Folks, welcome back to PowerPoint versus Keynote here on the Long Shot Podcast. So could I conceivably... I've got a corporate job. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sure there I mean, are... If we, name this, if we name this episode PowerPoint versus Keynote, I think it'll get a lot... You'd get a lot of dino dams. <laughs> I do notice that our episode that has Phil Collins' name in the title gets hundreds more uh watches on youtube than oh, any really? other episodes yeah so that nails it i mean i think we should call it keynote versus dynadam no what was it keynote powerpoint all right Man, but no what i was going to say amber because you've had a corporate job i was just thinking about this the other day i'm sure there are a million ways that my life would be so much easier if i had ever had a corporate job just in terms of when did it come up? I was looking for something on my computer and I was like, I have no specific filing system, filing system on my computer. Like, I don't know where I just like, I'm like, oh, throw it on the desktop. And then I make a folder that says like old stuff, previous, right. stuff, it, you know, document <laughs> like the worst way to find it. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to find anything? Hey, uh, um, welcome to, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, but my job, is assets so like the whole point is i'm supposed to be able to find things right so that is my job and it does drive me insane because um it, it hasn't been an issue in a while but dave child of liquid feet is sort of our the the owner of all of liquid feet videos whether assets. they're rehearsal rehearsal videos or final videos and there are times that he's like i just can't find it and i'm like just name it what it is and then mm -hmm. you can search that name and find it <laughs> like <laughs> i get i get where you're coming from but i also get where he's coming from uh i try really hard just over the last couple of years because one thing that happened was when i was running shows i always had an assistant whose job ah. it was to make sure that everything was right, labeled right, exactly right. the same way and easily findable. And it was like, I don't even have to think about it. So sure. it never was a thing, but I did have to go like, get me this thing from this day. So I kind of got the filing system a little bit. And uh, so now I try to name things that way, but what that does is make me name everything after whatever date I'm filing it on but that doesn't change the beginning of it. Like I have no system for that, you know, right, where right. I'm like script. Okay. <laughs> what script? The script from January 3rd, 2004, you know? Uh, all right. Welcome to the show where we talk about filing systems. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a, I'm very excited about the NBA right now because the Knicks are in the playoffs for the first time in almost a decade. So show your shirt. 
it says Nick's on it if you can't see it uh on the podcast um <laughs> but so i was just i i love uh i love the colorful language they use in sports like when people get excited and they come up with an expression that's always been a thing like but i feel like they're going further and further with that like just now i was watching uh uh the clippers and who are they playing uh dallas yeah i was watching that game and there was uh i mean you know to be fair it was a ridiculous posterization that happened Kawhi leonard just like on a fast break half court like just dunked in some guy's face and made him look stupid (laughs) but the announcer after he after he threw it down the announcer was like somebody get that baby off the street (laughs) it was like what like i get it you want to come up with a phrase but where does that you know did you hear about the controversy over um the lakers had the playing game on thursday Mm -hmm. and lebron hit a three-pointer with a minute left that was and the announcer who typically right it was like this incredible shot and he was hurt he was playing on one leg and it's like the legend of lebron continues he hates the play-in game yeah right but um the the announcer his big word is bang but he didn't say bang for lebron shot and that was a huge controversy the next day where a lot of people are saying that was a disrespect to lebron because he didn't give the bang how dare you not bang did the other guy go? Did the other announcer go? Come on, Phil, no bang. No, he didn't. Okay, Jamie, I didn't mean to make you think that hard in the middle of. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to yes and. <laughs> I was just stuck. Are you thinking you about like, exporting? Yeah. <laughs> exporting, <laughs> uploading file, not in time. But I feel like I feel like bang is an expression that works if the shot really is like bang like it just is and and that was not that kind of shot you know that was like boom i don't know about this one <laughs> no 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 a bang. very it was very uncertain it was not was a, like, it was not a definite it was like <laughs> help that goes in it did you know right. as opposed that was what to he like, said i hope and that, he said that was like a little bit over a minute bang is usually reserved for like what you think will be the final shot of the game, but there was still enough time. There was still almost a full minute left in the game. A minute in basketball is an hour. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Between timeouts. I mean, that's the other thing. As I watch these games, I'm like, God, because I have not, I'll be completely honest, because the Knicks have been so bad for so long, my basketball watching time has dropped off quite a bit. And as I'm re-watching a lot, you know, as I'm starting to watch more and more, they have jammed so many more commercials into these games. It's like a guy's bringing the ball up the floor and they're going, oh, like, yeah, this dribble brought to you by Geico. This dribble brought to you by Allstate. This dribble brought to you by, you know, it's like it's gotten fucking insane how many commercials and sponsorships and, you know. Well, welcome. like last year, I was upset with like it was during the pandemic. And so I watched more NBA Wait, in the last what? year. Huh? huh? What happened last year? <laughs> oh, there, remember the, the whole thing with the not ringing any bells. <laughs> yeah, but over the course of two months of watching NBA playoffs, you see these same ads over and over again, and they get so annoying. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about that, and I know this because I was in one once, is that most of those commercials get played on uh, 
cable, not on network TV. So it's just a straight buyout. People don't get paid residuals for those commercials, which is fucking bullshit. I know, like, I was watching a Hulu show for a while, and um, they would do a thing where they would play the same commercial twice in a row. Oh, yes. The same commercial every commercial break or something. Like, it was wild. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, that is insane. It's it's gotten a little better, I think. But when I first started watching... Like, they only afforded one... (laughs) We're only we're only getting money from these guys, so we got to run their commercial seventeen times in a twenty-two minute show, because Conroy will only pay four ninety-five. <laughs> you won't pay nine ninety-five for the no commercial version of who? What if they showed basketball on Hulu? They do. They do. That's where I watch it. I, wa- they, I have the live do they, version. Do they ever call it Hulu, Hulu Hoop? That's cute. Okay, that, <laughs> that's our do. show. <laughs> Come on, I'm working here. No, I'm saying that was good. That's the way you end a show. That's a punchline. So just remember that when we end, that somebody has to say hula (laughs) Hula hoop. Hulu hoop. Hulu hoop. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, let's uh, let's talk about, well, I'll start because, I mean, I have a lot of things I want to talk about. So I'm not going to get into, I'm not going (laughs) to, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was rude. That <laughs> was unbelievably rude. I'm tired. I'm sorry. But it was so connected to me saying I have a lot to talk about and you going, oh, good. <laughs> like it could not have been, you know, the words passive aggressive. That could not have been more aggressive. Was, that aggressive. wasn't the intention. I'm sorry. Um, no, what I was going to say is I have a lot I want to talk about, but I'm not going to get to any of it because I want to hear from you guys. But I will say this. I had a I had a realization this week that I think could be detrimental to me in the long run, which is that within a mile of my house, there is a deli that stays open until three in the morning. I was just saying to Amber that I had my schedule is all screwed up. So I'm eating dinner at like one o'clock in the morning on a regular basis. And sometimes I don't want to cook for myself at sure. one o'clock in the morning. And I just figured out the other day that there's this deli, this crazy deli. And it's a good deli? Oh, well, it's I have called a Taco Bell by me, too. <laughs> not a Taco Bell. Not a Taco I Bell. I love the Taco Bell deli. Uh, Fat Sal's is the name of this oh, deli. Yeah. It's like a Brooklyn deli. We're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Fat Sal from Brooklyn. Right. But don't they? Their, their sandwiches are insane. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, I do miss New York deli sandwiches. They're, they're really good and they're hard to find out here. And so of course there's an LA version. That's like, we're from Brooklyn. We make new New York deli sandwiches, but they're so cartoonishly ridiculous. They're like such a Hollywood version of what a deli sandwich is. So I went the other night, I, I found it on, 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 uh, uh, the the internet Internet. and uh i went went, and they have this menu and it's like it's just overwhelming like every sandwich is i wrote down uh what the fat jamie is and uh no offense jamie uh but guess what of course what one of the you know you're not going to get it right because it could be anything but I was like, oh, of course it has that on it. What was the one thing it had that I was like, oh, of course, the fat Jamie would have that on it. 
a dash of enchantment. <laughs> Close. Uh, oh. Tapatio. Oh, oh, I would have. Yeah. I should have. I that was that. like that. That, that was like. Oh yeah, that is Jamie. But it's here's the sandwich. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Grilled ham, chicken fingers. What? Grilled fresh jalapenos, grilled okay. onions, melted mozzarella, sliced avocado, shredded lettuce, tomato, French fries, mayo, and tapatio on a wedge. What's a, a wedge? wedge? Like a piece of lettuce? A wedge. You guys don't know what a wedge is. A wedge is like a an Italian sub. Like it's a oh. it's another like a grinder or a, you know. and grinder. Everything um, is regional, um, but the French fries are the thing that I'm yeah. just like, what? Well, it feels like every fourth ingredient. I was like, wait, what? Like that's I, a new I meal. Understanding yeah. what they like were. four proteins. I feel like there's fries on every single thing there. Well, I was like, I don't want the fries. I that seems insane to me. So I got just they do have like sort of more normal sandwiches. So I got like an Italian sandwich that was just like cold cuts and cheese and lettuce, a bit of whatever. And it was fine. And I got home and I ate it. And it was it was it was good. It wasn't a New York. I mean, part of the problem is the bread isn't the same. But I was like, right. oh, this it's is this water. is good. I think it is. And no, uh, I know. <laughs> and. So I ate it and I was like, oh, this is good. But I feel like if I'm going to go to Fat Sal's, I should get a Fat Sal's crazy cartoon sandwich. With like dinosaur chicken nuggets inside of it or whatever. But, you know, (laughs) do I really want to? So anyway, next night I went back to Fat Sal's and got another. Not a Jamie. I got a, uh, a fat buffalo, which you can imagine what's on that. Buffalo chicken. Uh yes, blue no blue cheese. Just it's just buffalo chicken on a on a, on a wedge. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. What <laughs> yeah. well, makes a fat? It's not fat. Um, no, yeah, it's all that shit: cheese and this and that and French fries and <laughs> was it good? Banana daiquiris. Uh, it was good, but it didn't blow my mind. You know, like That's I kind of wanted you where you keep you keep thinking like, oh, maybe I just didn't order the right thing. I was tempted to go back a third night in a row. <laughs> and you I really like, was. You, you weren't blown away the first two nights. Guys, I'm really <laughs> helping you out here. Come on, blow me away. Uh, but like I said, it's open till three in the morning. So now I know that any late night I can just zip out and be Get at that place. Jamie. It was also funny because they don't. You know how when you pay for stuff now on the the machine, it tells you like you can tip 10%, you could tip 15%, you could tip 20%, and then percentages it goes by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> but it didn't have that. It didn't have any of those things. It oh, just, so you it do just. Math? It just, no, no, no. It just paid, like, it was, I put my card in and it was like, you're done. Like, there was no, oh. and I was like, what the fuck? Like, so I reached in my pocket and I, this is how I roll. I had a roll of $5 bills. So I just gave the guy a $5 bill and he just holds it up and looks at me and goes, legend. And I was like, <laughs> low bar. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard. And so the next night I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so 
and I was like, oh, it's probably not going to be the same guy. Like it's, you know, none of it's going to go down the same way. And so I, I went in, it's the same fucking guy, <laughs> not from Brooklyn. I mean, that's the whole thing. We're from Brooklyn. We got a Brooklyn attitude. We're Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. And I'm like, this guy's from like Bakersfield or Diamond Bar or Aww, something. Just like but, my dog. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so again, I paid for it and I wanted to be like, how come you guys don't have it set up so you can get tips? Cause that just seems weird to me in Hollywood right. because nobody you has know, like cash cash on them. And also in Hollywood, there's going to be people that are going to be like, well, I don't have to tip because they didn't set it up so that I have to tip, you know, like they're giving me the option. They're giving me the out basically, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so again, I gave him a $5 bill and this time, <laughs> instead of going legend he just went you're awesome and i was like i again i kind of want to go back tomorrow night just to get that kind of reaction from somebody they got you <laughs> the sandwich didn't blow me away but the compliments i'll take them i want to go right now <laughs> i need a legend in my life legend and it was also like so significant the way he just like held right. it up and it looked at me you know he wasn't saying it sarcastically no he was like legend like, don't forget this. Put this in your journal when you get home, you know. Uh, so anyway, I was I was on the one hand excited, on the other hand, disappointed to find out that there was a place like this open late night in my in it's my dangerous. neighborhood. It's really dangerous because I could do that any given night. I could go. That's bad. That's really bad. Um, you know what? I just had the idea. We have these new screens at the concessions at um, Dynasty. Adding tips. Well, just like like if we can just program it so legend just pops up <laughs> for certain tips, like that's exciting. If you tip more than twenty five percent, you get a you get a fancy gram, candy gram. What's it called? <laughs> From Dinogram. Dinogram. <laughs> if you tip less than fifteen percent, you get dino a dam. Yes. Yeah, that's smart. That would suck to get a dino dam for <laughs> just a fifteen percent tip. And the and the, it's before the show. You said, mm -hmm. so the lights are still up or no? Are we talking about live streams or real life or in? Person? Oh, I guess you're doing it on the internet. So who cares? Never We're mind. We're gonna start doing it in the for the real shows too for live shows too. Speaking of which, when are we gonna do a live show? Us for our never. show. <laughs> We're never, never. gonna do it. Okay. Well, we I, whenever. At, at least oh, we know. I you said never. That's what I thought you said too. I was like, oh, no, no, no. okay, never mind. Uh, no, I'm asking because that's the other thing I did this week was I do another podcast sometimes called Improv for Humans. And I got invited to do Improv for Humans. It was the 500th episode. Holy crap. Yeah. Although I will say, I feel like we're getting up there at this point. We're not at 500 yet, but we're, we're getting close. Uh, but so I, I got asked to do that and. They were like, it's it's at this place over. We're we're doing it together. It's at this place over in Los Feliz. So I went to Los Feliz, and we recorded this episode in person. Everybody was vaccinated, no masks. We were in a room together for about two and a half hours. Uh, you know that expression hugs not drugs there there were both there were drugs and hugs That's uh 
and being in a room with people doing silly things for two and a half hours, it was incredible. You know, it was like, I, I, I knew I missed it, but I guess I didn't know how much until was I was today. there. No, no, no. This was a couple of days ago. Um, it was just like, I don't know, man. It was, uh, it started to feel like things were going to maybe someday be okay again. You know, uh, it was pretty, awesome. and, 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 you know, part of it is just like, just being fucking silly with people, mm. you know, uh, in person in a way that I've done for years and years and years, but had not done for a long time. It was, uh, it was pretty great. Uh, anyway, this is the long shot. It's a podcast. It's mostly about systems of organization and filing. <laughs> so, uh, let's find out what's been going on with people. Uh, Jamie Flam, how about you and I find out what's been going on with Amber? Ah! I'm excited to hear what's happening. <laughs> Um, I just woke up from a nap. Great. That's where the yawns and the not looking incredible are coming from. Um, I went to lunch today with my best friend, Abby, and we hugged. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time we've hugged in, you know, 16 months or whatever. Yeah. Hugs and drugs. Um, so it was... It was significant, and um, she got to see my new apartment because I've moved, and she met Smudgy, and and then we went out to lunch. We went to a restaurant, and um, indoor or out? Outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but still not even, do, nobody's nobody's doing indoor yet in LA, right? Or they are? I think indoor I think they exists. Are. They are. Okay. Yeah, I think. I it, think it's I think everywhere. It. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> but um but yeah it was so good to see her and and so good um to go to lunch we both are i mean i guess i don't need to do her checking in you're saying good to good to go to lunch either way or good to go to lunch with her good to go to lunch with her uh-huh. i guess either way i like eating um <laughs> but try, we try both found each other in like a strange place like, I don't want to do her checking in, but um, mm-hmm. where, like, things are opening and and things should feel positive, but we're both just kind of in, like, a, it's a, it, it's been a tough week. Um, do you think it's specific to this week or in general? And I am only asking, let me elaborate on the question. I'm only asking because what I almost started with is the general malaise I am feeling in my life and the difficulty I'm feeling in terms of everything. And I can't quite put my finger on it. And I feel like I should be feeling more positive, but I don't know what's wrong exactly, except that I'm going to a deli for dinner at one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) A deli you don't really like that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's never like, oh, things sound like they're going great, you know? Right, right. No, I, I think it's that second one you said. <laughs> um, yeah, there, I, I, I had a couple theories talking to Abby 
about what it is for me personally. Um, one is um, like as much as it was dark when we were in full lockdown and full pandemic, we were in it together. And now it is not like that. And some people are totally fine and some people are not totally fine. And it, it just feels like you um, say totally fine. You mean like psychologically based? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or at least presenting the appearance comfortable totally or yeah. not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like it feels like now, um, there isn't any cohesion mm-hmm. in humanity. Um, also, I feel like the pandemic was an opportunity for us to learn a lot of lessons as a society and as human humanity. And it feels pretty apparent that we didn't do that. <laughs> and that's um, hard. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> it's a bummer. Um and then there's also, um, like, from a personal point of view, now that the world's opening up, while we were on lockdown, it was just like, okay, you know, survival mode. This is what we're doing. Um, but now that it's opening up again, it's like, oh, I guess I have to examine my life and my choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, eh, I don't know. So um, I feel like it's it's a combination of those things for me personally. How do you feel about that, Sean? I agree. I feel like that is a thing. Like, I, you know, here we were for 15 months locked down. You're talking about, well, you talk about a lot of things. I do agree with you that I do like eating lunch (laughs) (laughs) um no i do feel like there is a certain amount of self-reflection that has gone on and i don't know that there's any conclusions for me but there's definitely a lot of like why am i doing this why am i doing this not in a not in a like immediately negative way but just like you're still gonna go back to that purpose of this (laughs) I'm a fucking legend there. They don't even know if I exist. Um, I have to keep proving my existence over and over again. But like, you know, what I don't I don't want to get into like what am I doing with my life, but there is an element right. of that that has become something that I have thought about, you know, like what does this all I it's funny. I this is gonna sound insane, but whatever. This is a long shot. It's okay. Uh, I was watching right before this, uh, a little bit of, um, the bad news bears from 1976, right? Walter Matthau plays literally a, like (laughs) the scene I was watching. First of all, he's like pouring whiskey into his beer as he's drinking while these kids are right. doing his job and cleaning like, the pool they're for him. swearing. Like, it's yeah, yeah. just so weird to see It's kids. like crazy. And yeah. there's one scene that I saw where he's trying to pitch batting practice to these kids, but he's so he's clearly so drunk he can't even see where to throw the ball. And the scene ends with him basically stumbling off the mound and passing out on the ground. And the kids gathering around him going like, he must be tired. And then another kid is just like, no, he's an alky. Like, look at him. (laughs) And it's, I mean, whatever. It's a, it's a really funny sort of classic movie that would never get made today. But 
I did what I always do, which is look at the cast and the directors and the writers and whatever. The guy who directed that movie uh, also directed Fletch, directed Fletch Lives. Um, I forget his, of course, I just looked at it. I think I forget his name, but I was like, this is a guy I had no idea that this guy who directed two movies that if you said the name of either of them to me, I would be like, I love that movie. I had no idea he was behind both what of he them. put his life into. And he's been dead since 2000. He's been dead for 20 years. They're still showing his movies. But I bet if you said his name to 15 people, not one no, of them would know yeah. who he was. And it's like, so that's a guy who has done some shit and like, no one knows, no one cares. He's gone. We're all going to be gone like that at some point. Mm -hmm. So what's going on right now that's making some kind of difference? And I'm not saying it needs to be something that people in 20 years go, you see this sign right here on the wall of Fat Sal's? That's the legend that this guy came in and tipped $5 right after, like sort of at the end of the pandemic. Like right where it was like, (laughs) are we in a pandemic? We weren't at full capacity, but we were letting people in. They still had to wear masks. It was a whole, uh, but I'm just saying like, so what is it? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, what is, what am I doing? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I I will say this. I opened when we went, we were walking to lunch and I was like, you know, I'm not, it's weird because I'm like not in a good mental health place. And Abby's reaction was, I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Fuck you, Abby. No, because um, I I think in theory, because things are opening up, because Mm -hmm. there's hope. Like we should all be as happy as we possibly can be, and so it clams. almost feels worse be happy as clams. To, yeah. to not be like it. Yeah. It's like double whammy. So she was happy to feel to hear she that was I not was not alone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I also I wonder if this is part of it too. I was thinking about this the other day and this morning. Oh, Michael Ritchie. Yeah, that's right. That, that that's the guy's name. Um, like, is there an element of it? Because like I said, I have this malaise now where I'm like, first of all, I don't have a job, a real job. Like I'm teaching a bunch, which I have to prepare for and read stuff for. So that's, I'm always working on that. And I have like five, somewhere in the area of five projects in development, whatever the fuck that means in Hollywood, right? A lot. But none of that means anything until something actually happens. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if part of the problem is there we were in, in February of 2020 was it 2002. Yeah. February of 2020, just tootling along. And then all of a sudden the fucking world disappeared. So is there a part of my mentality of like, who knows when this is all just going to go away and none of it's going to matter because none of that shit mattered over the course of the last 15 months. What mattered is that we had this one thing that was, like weighing surviving. on everybody yeah and 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 that was the most important thing um i mean you know obviously <laughs> that was just a trial run by the socialists for mind control over the population and you know knowing that everybody's willing to put masks on right away 
means that the socialists will go farther the next time when they try to round people up and put them in camps or start teaching critical race theory, or there's all kinds of, you know, repercussions for this. But you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe there's an element in my head. Do you feel like I've had too much coffee today? Yeah. I I would note that there is a difference (laughs) in your energy. That's um, I'm only taking it as very positive. And I feel like it's, (laughs) The juxtaposition of what you're saying about being a malaise and, <laughs> and it doesn't quite add up. Dark, but I'm happier than I've been. Like... <laughs> I'm in a malaise. It's great. <laughs> well, no, I mean the truth of that is I'm just happy to be talking to you guys because I can express all this stuff uh, that I've just been thinking about all this time, you know? Sure. Like trapped in my own fucking thoughts about this. Uh but Anyway, I, I do think that I don't know what I think. I, I just it's a lot of stuff to process right now. You know, I have some thoughts. Go maybe. for it. Is this going to be a Dynadam? Um, no, I okay. mean, we'll see where it goes. All right. Um, no, I agree. I think the last two days for me have been malaise Oh, good. Um, Again, not good that you're in a malaise, but good, like I'm, one of us, one of us. No, I'm, I'm trying curious to... that it's only been two days. Fuck you. <laughs> well, for me, and then it's kind of my part of my checking in, but like we opened the theater this last week and seeing hundreds of people over the course of the week coming in. That's And crazy. such beautiful energy and people so excited. And, you know, everyone was um, wearing masks and following very strict protocol, but every single person was so excited and positive so that that did you just let anybody in by the way no you had to have a vax card or show that you were recently um, got a test um so that was all really good but then also even like because fuck you motherfuckers how'd you do it uh well like I said, malaise means that I have not unpacked a lot of my shit since I got back a month ago. It was ago. there the whole time? It was there the whole time. It was not something I threw away. It was just in a different place than where I thought it was. So I opened this one bag and I was I'm like, like oh, relieved on your behalf. I've been stressed out. Did you know, Jamie, that this was a thing that we thought that Sean ripped up his vaccination card? Yeah, I'd heard that. Oh. Okay, that's great. This is great news. I'm... A weight was lifted off of me. I still feel like life is meaningless, but yes, I have a vaccination. (laughs) Again, that doesn't quite add up with your energy level. (laughs) You look really happy. (laughs) Happier than I've ever seen you ever? (laughs) What kind of coffee is it? (laughs) It's coffee. (laughs) Oh, God. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, uh, so much reflection in the last year. And... I, I should have held my backwards. I shouldn't have held it up to the front. Oh, well. <laughs> We're facing all is like. There on the back? There is. Oh, God almighty. Go ahead, Jamie. Can you please all let the Jamie tests. get a word in? <laughs> all, the, um, all the things that we've been learning are now being, I think, tested. So, which is going to be, I think, challenging in a lot of ways. Like, because, like, it's one thing to, like, learn all the things or to not take things for granted. Um, and to be excited about entering the world with all those things, but nothing changed overall. So, or that's a not the best way to put it, but like the, the things that we struggled with pre-pandemic are still, still exist. There, so yeah. I think 
like seeing a lot of these things, especially being for me back at the theater and like all the challenges and the energies of people and all these things, like there was a lot of things I was like, oh my God, we handled that completely differently than we would have a year and a half ago. And then there were the things like, oh, that came back and I still reacted the same way. So there's the just knowing or being present enough to like realize, oh my, there's a victory in, in just being present enough to know that I reacted in a certain way. But I think it's going to take weeks, if not months, if not longer to just kind of put all this learning into, and I think that goes across the board. And also this idea that we're, I, th I think realizing waking up like more than I ever even thought that half the world was open this whole time, <laughs> you know, for us, it's like re-emerging into society, but for so many people, it's like, no, they were never on board or like they were already going out. So well, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other weird, bizarre fucking reality that's just gotten that already existed, but just has gotten way worse. Heightened. Yeah. Is the people who are living in a dream, I don't know what to call it, not a dream world, but like just are not different being, reality. Than yeah. Us. Different reality, not living in a practical reality and are being encouraged to do that by a variety of sources. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off, Jamie. Go ahead. No, I think that was the, the crux of it. Well, I don't, I wouldn't like say there was a crux there, but. <laughs> we're, we're in a, um, a new phase that's, that's going to be kind of crunchy for a while. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's the, the heart of the malaise for the past two days for you? I mean, in about two days. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this has been forever. But also just trying to be present in it and like not. For the first time, I'm trying not to judge it, like or oh, push I'm it away. Like this. And that's not bad. Yeah. But this is this is what I'm feeling, and just try to not say this is bad because that is what leads to the storytelling and the spirals, mm. and which is still a new kind of muscle that I'm, I haven't. It's not strong yet, but I'm I'm feeling like that's a step towards evolution that I'm. Mm -hmm. That's uh, all right. What else, Amber? So you had lunch with Abby. Damn it. Abby's, Abby's not in the best mental health. What else? <laughs> now it's like I'm throwing Abby <laughs> under the mental health bus. We had someone over for dinner. We had our friend Alan over for dinner on Tuesday. I know Alan. Um, you I do. I and um, I don't know. It's like a combination of not having people over ever and being lame and having a puppy. But um, he was like, we were like, Oh, okay. Like that's it. I'm probably going to go home, you know, call it a night. And we're like, Oh great. Okay. Good night. It was so good to see you. And then I looked at the clock and it was eight 30 and I yep. screamed. I was like, what happened to us? We used to do things. <laughs> you were you were like we only have six more hours to get to fat cells right. <laughs> like we rushed uh, him uh, out of there and it was like the sun had barely set <laughs> yeah but you know we got to baby step ourselves mm -hmm. um yeah dealing with other people i mean that was a that was a weird thing for me about doing this um show the other day i guess i'm gonna call it a show even though it was just a podcast because there wasn't a live audience a there but we were it started at six and i don't think i left there till after 10 o'clock and that's a long time it was never it was never um 
I was never uncomfortable. It was great the whole time. I mean, literally, I showed up with my mask on because I was like, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And within like a couple of minutes of running into a couple of people, there was like hardcore bear hugs, like from people that, you know, aren't necessarily the people I would do with that with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and certainly there were still people who were like, yeah, I don't, I didn't do that before this. So I'm not doing that now. Right. I would you say know? you're not a hugger. <clears throat> I mean, you hug, but you're not like, I feel uncomfortable about it. Yes. <laughs> you're, uh, not, you're not like the first to grab someone and embrace them. No. Um, have we ever hugged? Have we ever hugged? I hope not. <laughs> I hope we have. <laughs> I want to hug awful. you right now. <laughs> but the point I was going to make is I got home and I was like, I am physically wiped of the course. fuck out by just being around that many people for that long of a time. Of like physically, I couldn't move off the couch when I got home. And I, at first I didn't realize what it was. What's that? You couldn't even go to fat cells. You're so tired. No, I dragged my ass to fat cells. <laughs> legend. Um, <laughs> legend. You got to live up to the legend. Uh, but at first I was just like, why am I so, like, I didn't even do anything right. today. Why am I so tired? And then I was like, oh, it was being in physical proximity with people. Well, and like being aware of them and, mm-hmm. and, and even just move Absorbing like we in a, their energy in a tiny yeah. room with microphones everywhere. So every time anybody moved, you sort of had to adjust yourself. And, and also part of it was, it really was, I don't know how to exactly say this, but let's just say it was not the best improv show we've ever done, but it was so funny and so fun. And none of us could stop laughing or, uh. you know, whatever. It was just like, it was a year and a half's worth of energy bottled up into this live performance, right. you know? Um, so it was completely insane. So anyway, yeah, I was, I was wiped out. So I get it that you're like, Hey, listen, buddy, the sun's down. So it's time, <laughs> time for you to take off. Okay. <laughs> Tick yeah, it's, Alan. it's, uh, it's strange. I, it's not interesting. I've been saying that for a long time, but um, it's going to be a wild rest of this year, at least. I feel like navigating the new normal, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, it's it's also like I like being around people. I want to do that again. I mean, obviously, depending on not the a, person, but right. yeah, <laughs> you said that, not me. Uh, <laughs> but, but I don't know when people are going to be ready to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about it in terms of like I have some meetings coming up, and I'm like, I would rather do this in person because I am trying to. I mean, this is so fucking stupid, but I'm trying to make a connection with this person and so dumb, like the point of life to connect with other human beings. (laughs) But I mean, in business sense, not like, you know, Uh, uh, and that's just harder on Zoom, I think. 100%. Well, and you Um, can't tell like if they're on board or if they're just. We um, had a meeting with a potential 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. Go ahead. And um, this we, after the meeting, we were like, uh, <laughs> okay, I think we have our next, like a big part of our team. Are we so Opie excited. And then, you know, when they came to work with us, we're like, you're oh, like, no, no, no. Yeah. What was the so, difference? I don't this whole week working with a lot. Of he was nine feet tall in person, like on the <laughs> zoom call, you just saw his head. And then when he showed up, it was like, Holy shit, this guy can't even get in the door. <laughs> yeah. Energy. It's like, you need to really feel that in person. And by the way, too, this, this last week, you know, all my insomnia issues. Yeah. Being back at the theater. We had I don't two know shows all of them, but I know some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not personally. I, the last Four nights, five nights, I got home like at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Looked like a baby. Just, I haven't felt like this in years, but just like turned on the TV and I'm like nodding off 20 minutes into it. I'm like, the oh best. my God. And I fell asleep and woke up at the next morning like at a reasonable, I was just like, but that energy, I mean, so much energy and dealing with people again and seeing, you know, all the, it, it just, it really is. It's, um, it's overwhelming. The, everyone we work with too are like, oh my God. By the end of the night, being on their feet for that many hours, interacting with so many people, everyone was just dead. Yeah, being on your feet. Who's been on their feet? Not me. You know, I haven't been on my feet. I just, I just saw a thing that said, I, "Okay." So I watched Army of the Dead last night, which is okay. the new uh, zombie movie on Netflix. Oh, is that the one with Tig? Tig is in it. Yeah. Um, but I read a thing that said that Zack Snyder, who directed it, does not allow chairs on his set. Like he doesn't want people sitting down on set. And I'm like, you know how long you have to be on a set? That seems insane to me. And maybe it's just when they're shooting or something. But I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the whole, that's all you do on set is sit around, you know? So that's crazy. Don't cast me in your movie, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Not interested in standing up for that long. <laughs> Some uh, first psychology. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will come back and find out what's been going on. Oh, wait. I'm just looking at Aaron's notes and it says Turtle from Entourage owns Fat Sal's. I didn't know that, but that makes total sense. Yeah, it feels. It seems like the entourage version of a Brooklyn deli of like, yeah, let's put fucking French fries inside every sandwich. Why keep them on? And you could get a side of fries. You put them in the sandwich and you get a side of fries. Well, fries feel like not a thing that you would have at a deli at all. (laughs) They're not a deli food. (laughs) That's absolutely true. Uh, All right, we'll be back in just a moment with more of this show. Hey, everybody, it's Sean, and uh, we're taking a little break right now. There's lots going on behind the scenes that will come out in our documentary someday, but right now, unfortunately, uh, we need to keep that private. Here's what I'd like you to do while you have a second is... Take out your phone, open up your Instagram uh, app, and follow the Long Show on Instagram. Our Instagram is Low Show Po, so it's very simple. 
and you can follow us and get all kinds of content. I mean, not that many kinds, but some. We'd appreciate it. Thanks so much. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. It starts with an order. Try on the cement shoes. I'm going to find you. Someone new to sleep next to. All right, we ready? It's recording. Oh, it is? I can see the little notification. All right. Well, you know, I didn't look at it. I'm sorry. I wasn't coming for you. <laughs> I don't know that I needed to be just where I am mentally. I don't know that I needed to be attacked. Uh, I guess we'll start. Sometimes again. you need to be attacked. I guess we'll start. <sighs> uh, we're back. You're listening to the long shot. <laughs> it's a podcast. Uh, I'm your host. My name. Can I talk about? Sorry, I know we want to get to what Jamie's been up to, but can I just talk for a moment about how I accidentally watched a little bit of Tucker Carlson the other night? Can I talk about that? Because we already did. Yeah. We already talked about like people living in another reality, and every once in a while, I find myself in that other reality, and it blows my fucking mind. And I know how hard. You fought to not show that yawn you just have <laughs> talking, but I saw it. So that's twice, and don't think I'll forget it. <laughs> but but I have an aversion, obviously, as we all do, to commercials. So a lot of times if I'm watching one of the news stations and commercials come on, I'll flip to another one, flip to another one, try to find something, whatever. The other night I turned on the TV and just Fox news was on Tucker Carlson was on. And so I came in on the middle of a segment and it was a segment. And I still haven't looked it up. I would like to look it up, but uh, it was about a drag queen show aimed at three to eight year olds and how that is insane that they would do that. But anybody who disagrees with doing that, is called a homophobe and you're not a homophobe. You're just a considerate person because why should three to eight year olds be learning about it? it just was gibberish, you know, right, right, like right. nonsense to get well, people upset. Also, I have no idea what show they're talking about, but Netflix either. had an animated drag show. This was a, this was an animated show. So maybe that's but the like show they're talking about. Two years about. ago. And it, failed and nobody watched it so like what are we talking about <laughs> no, and, and, but but yes you're absolutely right but that almost guarantees that that's what they were talking about right. just because it's like let's bring this up and let's get people worked up about why are they making three-year-olds into drag queens you know right um so it was this whole thing about this show about drag queens and drag queens and homophobes and homophobes and drag queens and drag queens and homophobes and then the segment the title of our show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 20 million hits. Uh, but, but then the segment ends and Tucker Carlson ends the segment and goes, and we'd also like to wish a very happy 75th birthday to Cher, whose birthday is today. And they show her singing and whatever. And then they go to commercial. And I was like, what the what? fuck? Like, is he <laughs> is he on purpose? 
Like, yeah, are you trolling like, us? There is an association between Cher and drag queens. Yes. So <laughs> what is he doing here? Is he like purposely right. going is it like high art? Yeah. Like <laughs> I did not. It, it, I was like, what is happening right now? And so I, of course I was like, I'm not, you know, I'll sit through the commercials because I want to see what happens after this. That's they how they back, get you. They, and so anyway, I bought some uh, some <laughs> pills that are apparently going to keep my dick hard. But uh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> they come back What's from commercial. <laughs> they, they come back from commercial and he goes, I'm sorry. I just want to apologize because Cher obviously is a singer. I think she's terrible. In fact, she is my least favorite singer ever. Of anything. But the reason I had to say that is because there's a prank that's been going on here in the office and they put something in my script. And like your typical airhead newscaster, I just read it without comprehending what I was saying. So I take it all back and I do not mean it in any like it was so even more confusing fucking weird. Like, They're the worst. It was the pranking in the news. <laughs> also, it's weird to be like, I don't wish her happy birthday. Like, also, she's my least favorite singer ever. Like, it's not even like I'm yeah. not a big fan. It's like I despise this person. But my that's, of course, a lie because right. he knew exactly what he was saying when he said it. Um, and there was like a clip to. Matches. If there ever you needed to discredit fucking Fox News, is that they are pranking <laughs> just <laughs> in the middle of the news. <laughs> but wait, let me let me keep going because I kept watching after that. <laughs> and <Jamie>. the <laughs> next the next guy they had on, and I think they teased it before the break. But the next guy they and had he was on, like, happy birthday, <laughs> Bet Midler. Oh, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we just want to wish a very happy birthday to RuPaul, who is <laughs> wonderful. I'm sorry, RuPaul is despicable. <laughs> you what is going on? Yeah. Right. Uh, no, so they come back and they're talking about. He's like, we have here the former director of ICE, who's here to tell us about this letter that 35 congressional uh, Democrats just sent to, I don't even know who they sent it to or, you know, but it was like Sandy Cortez and 34 other Democrats. Cause he always calls her Sandy Cortez instead of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, no they calls her Sandy. Well, I, I guess, I think there's an element of that, which is like when she was in college, she went by that because she was at a fucking all white, school like didn't she go to bu or someplace like that yeah, and yeah. anyway it, it was just like a, she was a kid and she was like it'll be easier for people to know who i am if i'm she doesn't go by that but he relentlessly calls her sandy cortez every time he brings her up and both names too never just like sandy or ms cortez just sandy cortez like it's such a sneering mocking nasty typical right-wing thing and in this case, he was like, Sandy Cortez thinks gang members who've committed felonies should never be deported. So anyway, it's this letter that these people sent to the Department of Homeland Security, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, Alexander Mayorka, Mayorkas, uh, 
Alex Majors. They sent it to him. And uh, it, it just was this whole thing that was completely fabricated. And they have this guy on, Jonathan Fahey, who is there because he used to be the head of ICE. Do you remember Jonathan Fahey? The name well, sounds very familiar. He was, he was, he was not the director of ICE. He was the senior administration official acting in the capacity of director of ICE because they knew they could never get this guy past the Senate. So it was one of those things where Trump oh. always appoint these people and then keep them for 200 days and then fire them and appoint somebody else. Assistant to the regional so, so he never. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> And this guy, by the way, was the head of ICE for 13 days. He started on December 31st, 2020 and and resigned on the 13th of January after the insurrection because he wanted no part of that administration anymore after that. But he came on and just was bullshitting about what this letter said. Basically, as I understand it, the letter said, People should be given human rights when they ask for asylum and sh- their cases should be examined on an individual basis instead of just saying this guy seems like a gang member. So let's fucking throw him out. And their thing was not everybody should be considered individually. It was she doesn't want gang members deported. She wants them to stay. So I was like making a list of the shit that he was saying that was just insulting like it was just he he started talking about the vice president and you know there's this whole thing of how all those guys mispronounce her name all the time so do you know what he called her uh what the vice president because i don't want to mispronounce her name or anything like that was the next level of trolling for him was not saying her name because of course the libs get so possibly yeah um right and he was talking about how obviously the the gang members he goes first first of all the people affected by this are are just regular people who live in neighborhoods around the country they're not the representatives deciding about it in congress they're not the ones pulling up to whole foods in their teslas like just like buzzwords and catchphrases right. of like, Tesla. this is what these people Pre-in do. It. They drive around. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, bags. anyway, and the gang members have more representation in Congress than the people, these policies affect oh and, and more representation in the white house, obviously, because Biden is in total sympathy with this. So these illegal immigrant gang members have more representation Which in Congress. Like, th- this is a theoretical and and also like he's talking about legislation right. and this was not legislation this was just right. a letter they sent to him saying can we think about this can and consider this part of, of the policy cool. <laughs> over the, so over the course of his remarks he went from this is a letter they sent that had some ideas in it to this is legislation that's affecting people's lives. So if I'm just a fucking dude sitting you, there watching, I'm like, that. Hey, yeah. they made laws that say that they're not deporting gang that members. Gang and members I don't even have to steal my Tesla or whatever. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. And it's endless. And it's never going to, I thought when this president, Sorry, not this president. The last president lost the election. I was like, okay, he's going to be upset for a while. 
I think there's an element where a lot of people think he's going to end up back in the White House. Mm -hmm. People still believe that. Mm-hmm. As soon as they start this, you know, as soon as they finish this thing in Arizona, they're going to go to Pennsylvania. They're going to go to Wisconsin. They're going to, and he's going to end up back in the White House. So this is just going to go on and on, and it's going to affect the next election and the yeah. one after that. And you know, and if you think that shit that happened at the Capitol on January sixth isn't going to happen again, you are absolutely dead wrong. People are going to be many more people are going to be well, killed the next time something like that happens. Consequences to yeah, it. Of course, too. nothing happened. <sighs> anyway, this is that what happens when you're by yourself for 15 months. <laughs> Jamie, what's going on with you? Checking in. Um, well, I talked about the theater stuff. We reopened, and that's been a lot. You've been doing live shows? <clears throat> we did. Um, we had two shows a night this week, and then the week before, we had our opening night with um, Maria Bamford, which was very surreal. and um, Full capacity? No, we're at half capacity. Um, but it sounds like the, the news yesterday is that June 15th is just the world is back and we can That's be at so full soon. capacity. It's in like three weeks. It's crazy. Um, so there's that. And kind of sp- talking what you were talking about, just being around people, being with Vanessa in a space, the playfulness, ju- just just that alone was just so magical just to, to be in a place with people that were just, in a spirit of play and improv and it was so nice and and watching it we, this whole week was jfl new face auditions so it's um right. stand-ups and then um people doing characters in some of the shows all trying to be a new face at jfl the big comedy festival do you think i could <clears throat> still get new faces yes sure okay, okay. why not i'm gonna hold you to that <laughs> um well, what I found interesting was watching some of these sets. And, you know, of course, people are talking about the pandemic. And my first instinct was like, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to hear about this. Um, and, of course, there were some takes that are better than others. But it really just occurred to me, especially with this crowd of people, you know, Vanessa and I just had so much fun working the concessions the, for the entire week and actually talking to people. And for so many of the people, this was their first time in a public building, especially inside. Um, but it just on a whole nother level occurred to me, obviously we're in this world of comedy and performance and like that give and take and what human connection is all about, but more so than ever at a certain point, it's like, no, of course <laughs> it's crazy kind of to not talk about the pandemic right now. Right. Like it's like the this elephant in the room. The, this is our lives. This is what comedy, you know, at its best can be is like that you know, reflection of what's happening and how important it is. And so, I don't know. I just was really starting to, to feel that in a new way. There's a, uh, there's a documentary, short documentary, and I don't know where you could find it. I don't even know the name of it. Somebody was doing a series of short documentaries about various artists living in New York city. Um, and they started one on this is this is this is a story that doesn't even isn't going to go anywhere but they started one on Mark Marin and it was right before 911 happened and then 911 happened and they were still following Mark around New York City after things started opening up again 
and he did a set at uh, Stand Up New York, which at that time was the club owned by the guy I was being managed by. So I was there almost every night. Um, and <laughs> the guy, there was a guy who was involved in booking that place who I had a contentious relationship with, but that's a whole other story. But I guess Mark went in to do a set there and the guy was like, don't talk about what happened. And if you do, you're banned. You never get to work here again. This and is the conflict of this episode of the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what happened was, uh, you know, I don't remember the whole thing, but Mark was kind of like, why the fuck? How am I supposed to not talk about this crazy thing that right. just happened? And kind of to your point, Jamie, like people, of course, people want to hear about it because it's something we all just went through. And this was within, it might not have been within a week, but it was definitely within two weeks of 9-11. Wow. And so there's a shot in the documentary of Mark coming out of, they won't let the cameras in to shoot anything that happens inside the club, but he comes out of the, he comes out of the club and he's talking I think he's talking to somebody else, but they're filming it. And he goes, so I'm in there and they won't let me talk about what happened. And I don't know what to do. And then Conroy comes up to me and he's like, of course you have to talk about it. Like who else do we want to hear talk about it? But somebody like you at a time like this. So I was not actually in the documentary, but I was like mentioned in the documentary. Oh, that's cool. You remember that who conversation? Who was giving, no, I have no recollection of it. As somebody who was giving Mark a hard time at the time when he really didn't need to be given a hard time. Uh, so anyway, I thought that was funny and relevant to what you were saying. Absolutely. So if anybody it. knows the name of that documentary or can find it, I'd love to know what it is. Anyway, go ahead, Jamie. So you're opening up. You and Vanessa are playful. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. It's been fun and the energy and sleeping a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, I think just this reopening of this phase and then we're basically dark for the next, most of the next month. And then July will be a, a much more proper reopening, but um, it's so, it's been so exciting. Like we were so nervous, like so many nerves going into this reopening. Like, are we going to be able to do it in the, with new employees or, you know, people helping out right now. And just like the, um, the muscle memory of it, it was just like, it could not have gone smoother. Oh, that's great. We're like, Oh my God, we know how to do this now. Like, it's like this reopening. Like we really, you know, learned more than we even had thought in those first two years. So it just, it's exciting for, the, for what I feel like the future of the theater and everything we're building to just know, like, okay, we did learn a lot. And like I was saying before about just, how we've all, I think, reflected so much this year, everything is a challenge, which is another energetic pull, like for better and, and for worse. I think all for better, but, you know, some of those moments are still challenging and like, oh, this type of energy is not going to work with our staff anymore. Um, so it's just been interesting. What, what and, kind of um, energy? Don't tell me you guys went nuclear over the break. No. Um, we Solar. Wind power. Oh, I didn't understand what you're talking about. I was like, oh, energy. Um, I, I want to get good at yes handing, but um, yes, wind power. It's only been 12 years. Really breezy in there. Okay. Um, no, what energy won't 
work with your staff yeah. now is what I was asking. I think, I mean, would you just theoretically, would you hire someone who is shouting about Fox news on a podcast? Um, I think in the right context, I think it aligns with our, um, wait, the person shouting at the news, Fox news, right? About it. Not, yeah, that might, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. We got a job for you, Sean. And, <laughs> and you're going to love it. And it doesn't Nailed exist. It. Wait, what? <laughs> um, just energy. That's not either playful or, um, or um, just easygoing. Like there's like, that's a real thing. It's just like, just chill, easygoing. What can I do next? To help right, out? Because you guys had a lot of people working there before all this who were like, Typing. no nonsense. Like <laughs> don't cross the line, buddy. I remember people saying that to me a lot in there when I would go in, they'd be like, don't cross the line, buddy. We got lines here. You cross all about it. The rules. Don't bring up nine 11. Don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I did 10 pull-ups this week. Okay. Um, in, oh, a <laughs> in a row. That's pretty like, impressive. I've never done that in my life, so that was a good thing. Um, and then, so that's clearly oh, something you've been working on, yeah. I've been trying to like do these reps a few days a week, and I was kind of stuck at seven for the last few months. But then something happened in the last few weeks, where I was like, I can do eight now, and now I can do nine, and now I hit ten. I was like. You know what that something is that happened? Hmm. Growth. You got stronger. I got stronger. I can feel yeah. the strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing, I got a fucking couch. Did I talk about that? I don't think I've been on the podcast since I got a couch. You're really aggro about this couch. <laughs> I am. I mean, no, he's just saying it's a couch for fucking. <laughs> I ordered Who this couch. want a fuck couch? You already had a fuck rug. <laughs> It's time I, we, to upgrade. The couch that I've had in my apartment since I moved in almost 10 years ago, which is crazy to me. Is it just kind of came with the apartment. The guy that was moving out just oh. had some furniture that I, I paid him a few hundred bucks to just weird. have it. And so I've had this couch that's been like sinking in. I didn't love the couch to begin with, but I think halfway through the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make an adult purchase and finally get myself a couch. And I took months to find one and i was going to every couch site you can imagine and i finally pulled the trigger i I gotta be honest i can't imagine that many (laughs) there's so many couch sites and if you look at one on your instagram you're gonna see them all in your feed that's different yes yeah so i finally bought this couch in january and it was going to take three months to arrive and it kept getting pushed and pushed and so finally it came last week they pushed it all the way there (laughs) sisyphus keep pushing bob it's only 11 more miles so so on last week this the day before i get a call from lazy boy who's their delivery company boy um, if i had to imagine one couch site it would be lazy boy because that's the only thing i've ever heard of in terms of furniture so i guess you didn't imagine that many couch sites (laughs) Well, it's not a lazy boy couch. It's a. Oh. It's from a company called Joybird, which I think. I've heard it's of it. It's like an Instagram ad mm. staple. Um, and so they showed up that morning, and the, the day before, I called and had my other couch taken out. And so I didn't have a couch in here, and uh, so these delivery drivers <laughs> arrive, and first 
thing. I need you to take out my couch. (laughs) The guy that picked it up didn't kind of have that kind of vibe. He's like, I don't. Um, Have you ever been to fat (laughs) cells? Vince, I'm telling you, we put fries on the sandwich. <laughs> There's a nacho sandwich that'll knock you out. It's a surefire <laughs> money maker. By the way, I think we should ask Longshot uh, listeners to just give us money so we can tip this. What would yeah, happen I if we tipped already. him? <laughs> what Keep would happen if we raised money and tipped him 100 bucks? bucks? Yeah. If five dollars is legend, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking parades. He just goes like this. Away. He takes he takes a hundred dollar bill and just goes, myth. <laughs> <laughs> so these delivery drivers show up, and there's I'm looking at it right now outside dividing my apartment building from the next one. There's like a row of bushes, and they're nice little bushes. Um, I like the bushes. Um, they're they got some kind of um. um succulent vibes um and to get this couch in through my door they have to like Hmm. navigate these bushes bushes. well they don't have to squish the bushes but they immediately start to squish the bushes and in that moment i was watching this whole thing and like you would think that they were like oh shit we should not squish the bushes (laughs) let's recalibrate but they didn't do that they doubled down and just took out the bushes and it like my heart. And I think I told you in the last few weeks, my relationship with plants and yeah. um, trees is you like really expanded. So it was like watching them just die. And that was just like a kind of a pull of an energy to put on this whole delivery. And I just like, my heart really broke like poor bushes. So they take those out and literally like dragged like remnants of the bushes into the like these broken branches into my apartment with it so that was the energy going in then they opened the box for the the couch and i swear to god my first the thing bush was like, murdering couch i don't blame the couch i, I blame the humans um they could have walked in if they didn't have the couch they opened the box and the the, the colors are just totally off like the whole couch looks like a different color than I ordered. What did you and order? After, it was kind of, it's called, um, oh, I forgot what it was called, but oh, Marigold, something Marigold, but it was like more on the brown side and Man in the Moon like Marigold? A, like a mustard yellow sort of. Situation. Yeah, it was like a dark, dark mustard, bordering more on orange. But this looked like just sort of yellow. And a bunch of the cushions looked like they were just different colors. And they opened, and I was like, oh, I don't think this is the right couch. And they're like, bro, um, you could um, you can refuse it, but um, it's going to be hard to get this out, which is an empath's nightmare because, like, yeah, I was like, well, if I ref- if I refuse it, you're going to take it. Am I going to a replacement couch tomorrow, or do I just have to wait another five months and have no couch here? And they're like, I don't know, bro. Um, we can talk to someone, but um, you'll be able to return it with Joybird. Don't worry about that. And I was like, it was just like this. I had to make this decision in that moment. Right. Like, do I take this couch? I don't think is the one I ordered and, or just doesn't look like the right one. Classic I, flam dilemma. What did you do? And I was like, I'll just take it. And um, I hated myself in that moment because, but, but like also it was just like the worst, I don't know, dilemma. Cause it was like, do I not you have also a want a couch? You'd be couchless for. And also it was a nice couch regardless. I like, it was like, I like this couch 
And Zack so, Snyder would have been on board with not having the couch. He doesn't like when oh, people right. sit down. All right. And then, so then I have this couch here <laughs> and the guy was right. Cause I kept saying like, I think there's a different color of cushions. Like he's like, it's the light, bro. It's the light. And, um, I was like, I don't think it's the light. I'm looking uh, from at from what one... you're saying. I feel like he used the word bro a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of bro. Mm -hmm. You could refuse it, bro. He was um, trying to build a connection. Connect to me. I know. Um, so anyway, I kept the couch. And then I that whole day I felt so shitty because I had this new couch. It was the the most I've ever spent on any furniture or I think on basically anything. And it was only making me feel bad. And I was like, I'm the most like taking for granted privileged person on the, on the planet. Like I felt bad about it. I felt bad about how they took out the tree. I'm like, even just seeing it come off the truck and like all this stuff. So I could have this thing. And I'm more aware of like all the things that go in that happen on this planet that like, you know, affect the planet just so I can have a couch. And I was like, I felt just nothing but guilt about it. I could have just gone to the supermarket and gotten a couple of milk cartons. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. For what? I really want to play. <laughs> I really want to play, but I didn't know what to do with the milk cartons. Are the milk cartons his couch? I'm a little confused by that one as well. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. No. I... Edit. So, okay. Anyway, but so later that night, I did realize after I closed the curtains and the sun went down, like, oh, he was right about the light. It's the right color. When you look at it from different angles, it's just like it shines in different ways. He oh, wasn't is it lying. like velvet? It's like a velvety thing where like literally like, oh, if I walk over there, it looks like it's yellow. And if I come over here. So the couch has grown on me. Um, so it was the right couch. And then I kept looking. I do think that it was misrepresented, like the color on the website. Like it's at tough. certain points, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess this is at the specific angle and specific lighting. It is that, but it overall is much lighter. But then the next thing was, or a few different things. One is, could it be something with your monitor? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> It could edit. be, and um, okay, edit. <laughs> that, the game of the scene is that you say edit. Okay. <laughs> that, that, Which absolves me of having to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm actually playing the game of the scene if I just. Don't do never, anything. Yes, and. <laughs> the thing is, I've been working with improvisers for so long, there's been one or two bad ones along the way. Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> um, so then. Edit. And it, I'm looking at the <laughs> couch now. You love it? Are you obsessed? I do love it. But at one point I put oh. my foot up on it and like where I put my foot left a little mark. And I'm like, I can't have good thing. I think I'm a plastic on couch person. I'm like, I could never have people over because I don't want them sitting on it because <laughs> it's a nice couch. Like, right. I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because if I, so You're I put blankets so all over it. The couch. So that was another thing. And so I, I was like, and if you put scotch card on it, like it nullifies the, the warranty so but it's See, there's like all kinds of things i want to do here like 
the idea that you would put a scotch guard on your couch makes me want to do a scene where I'm a scotch guard sitting on your couch. <laughs> but I don't want to do that knowing that I'm not going to get anything in return. Let's try it. Keep going. Jamie. <laughs> no, it's too late. Hello, Scottish man. Welcome to my apartment. Uh, um... Oh, sir, I'm just here to put scotch guard on your couch. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Edit. By the way, can I just tell a joke? Oh, this, okay. is real, this is a real joke. That's one of my favorite jokes of all times. It's by a guy who used to write monologue jokes for Conan, who's a guy that I met in New York many, many years ago. Very funny stand-up. Uh, I'm not sure where he is now, but he's either in New York or L.A. I think he's in New York. But he had a joke, and this is why he ended up writing monologue jokes for Conan, because he had a joke that was like, I had to break home. I'm sorry, I've already it up i had to break up with my girlfriend i came home and i knew she was cheating on me because she had a mark on her uh, mark stevenson and i was like like <laughs> <laughs> i of course didn't do it right but you get the idea it's such a good joke um go ahead jamie sorry <laughs> so what's your relationship to the couch now so i've, I've um there's a the part that comes out like you know, it's like a, it's the a bench. Sectional, so there's like a one part of it juts. There's like an ottoman like that an came L. and then an extra long, yeah, an L. So I've become very comfy on the L. I haven't sat on the other part of it at all. Yeah, fuck that other part. <laughs> um, and I've gotten kind of comfortable with it. I, I have the realized... L. I don't think I've ever sat on the L. I do have the L, but I don't think I've ever used it. Wow. I recommend Me the L. Are a perfect pair. My old roommate, that was her territory, was the L. I was on the regular part. She was on the L. So it just became this thing of, like, we each had our own areas, you know? I do. Anyway, go ahead, um, Jamie. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm comfortably watching, like, TV or just writing in, in my notebook on the couch and, like, realizing, oh, my God, for 10 years almost, I have not had, like, a serviceable couch or living room situation. It so it's been nice. It makes a really big difference. Um, but the other part of it was I have this nice couch now. And instantly it kind of made everything else around it look exposed, like how shoddy a lot of it is. That's how they get you. And like, oh, shit, this um, this uh, coffee table situation just looks so ratty now. And looking around the rest of my apartment, I'm like, it really just... When you say coffee like, table situation, you're talking about just a coffee table, yeah? It's actually a, like, there's another thing that when I moved in, just kind of was thrown in. Um, and it's nice. It's kind of a leathery thing. It's got like legs. And um, what are you talking about? Are you talking about your coffee table or no? I am. I don't know if it would be described as a coffee table. Maybe it's just more of an ottoman. Okay. Like you couldn't put a cup of coffee because it would kind of sink in, but if you put like a oh, nothing better than a coffee table that doesn't take a cup of coffee. I love that. <laughs> Actually, as I say, that's definitely not a coffee table traditionally, but it's where but it's a in the location where a coffee table would be. It's just useless. <laughs> no, I put like uh, like there's a little thing of magazines, like the reading material area of it. You spend a lot of time on the couch reading magazines. <laughs> You know, I have three magazines there. You live in a dentist's office? What's going on over there? <laughs> I have one New Yorker that I got like about three months ago. I was like, I'm going to read the New Yorker. And I have not read the New Yorker. 
<laughs> and then I got one entrepreneur magazine. I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. And I haven't read that yet. And, um, and then one Westways, which is the triple A's like, because I'm a triple A member, which I definitely never read that. I'll flip through them and be like, oh, the user photographs are always nice. And then I'm like, I don't really need to hear about this. The user photographs? House. There's always a section of like, or not user, but like reader. they're mailed in. Oh, I see. Like they're not a professional photographer. It's like the amateur beaver shots in the old Hustler magazines. <laughs> That's the exact analog. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, okay, but the, here's I like to like, kick it old school. What can I say? <laughs> um, but okay, so in my um, at least you answered when I said that you didn't just sit there <laughs> dumbfounded, so at least that was a yes, not a yes, and but not the a dumbfounded is a genuine desire to play and like um, a frustration Searching. with myself, yeah, <laughs> wanting to be um, just in the moment enough to just yeah, respond, but um. You know, I still have a lot of uh, work to do on myself, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. But in my therapy last week, we were talking about the couch, and I mentioned um, the exposed part, and she mentioned, like, it's a great metaphor, which I think brings it back to what we were talking about earlier of about my life. Like, as we make these evolved changes and we learn more about ourselves, which we've all done the last year, it also exposes all the rest of the parts that aren't there yet, which can feel Jamie, frustrating. You are like, saying you don't want people to come to your house and put the feet on your couch because it will leave a mark. Mm -hmm. Do you think what you really mean is you don't want people to come to your house and put their feet on you? Oh. <laughs> That's a good point, uh, therapist. See, that was hard for me because am I playing myself? You are playing but, yourself, yes. But do I heighten myself? Do I, um, Jamie, why do you feel so uncomfortable <laughs> with being yourself in the office here, bro? Uh, <laughs> I thought that when you said, um, do you not want a mark on the couch? I thought you were going to say, do you not mark want Stevenson? mark Stevenson? <laughs> 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 By the way, when I was living in New York, I got a couch and I had it uh, covered in fabric, like custom fabric, and it was white. And God knows why the fuck I did that, yeah. because then I was there for, you know, five years and it just was disgusting. I couldn't even I don't even want to give you the details of all the things that went on in that apartment and went on on that couch and that ended up, <laughs> you know. It was like a fucking memorial, you know. Right. But you can remember it each day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. I mean, never mind. Uh. So anyway, I found that interesting. Like, and I think it really just relates to what we were talking about earlier. Is we're coming back into society right now. Like, we might feel like we're involved in these ways, but everything else is exposed about ourselves and everyone around us and even society itself. And so I think that does add to a lot of the um, things that we've been feeling this last week and the malaise and the like frustrations. And so there's that. Um, 
here's a final thing. Well, a couple. Yes, of I hope I'll it save is, that. I hope it is the final thing because it is. We do have to wrap up at some point. <laughs> so you're only, you're only paying for an hour, which <clears throat> means forty-five minutes. Go ahead, and please take your feet off the ottoman. Sorry, coffee table. Amber, can you play me in that situation? <laughs> Amber, does take your, it. Does <laughs> take your shirt me. say hot nut? It does. But then it's, it also says riveters, which oh. I don't know. Uh, so another thing like, in therapy. I feel like you're deflecting, but go ahead. Uh, so I've been doing this new stuff in therapy. It's called EMDR, I believe. Um, and I can get into that another time. Is this time, the noise I'm, thing? It's not a noise <laughs> thing. It's a looking at a dot thing. Oh, it's okay. like a REM. You're obsessed with two dots. So this, like this will be right up your alley. <laughs> it's two dots. Which, by the way, I haven't played two dots. Or maybe I tried like two or three weeks ago. And I was like, it just went Very away. Boring. Yeah. Interesting how your obsessions can just shift. So what um, do you do with dots? Sweetheart, sweetheart, I'm home. I did it again. I convinced one of my patients that playing two dots was therapy. <laughs> that was a thing that I would bring up a lot in my first nine months with this therapist who I've been with for over a year. And now, now they're I'm... telling you to look at dots. I don't know. That's suspicious. <laughs> it's it's actually so far it's been really um, powerful. But the idea is that you look into past traumas and this specific therapy. Um, helps you to reprogram those memories and it's been working. Um, and that's a whole other thing to get into. But one of the things that's come up in the last two weeks of this new therapy is um, I keep, and I'm specifically focusing on this event that happened in high school that I've probably talked on this podcast about more than once, but like putting myself back in my shoes and that specific traumatic experience. And the big thing that keeps coming up is like everyone around me is a kid like everyone here is a kid and then just the idea of like no one i don't know anything and that's okay like just that thing and neither like, do they and neither and, and i same thing now no one really knows mm. anything and it's and just owning that is actually the most freeing thing ever and so i've been sitting with that a lot and it's been super helpful like and even thinking about as i'm we're reopening the theaters like this theater is running because of decisions I'm making every day. And Vanessa, like the life I'm living and like, these are all just because, and it's like, it's not a great thing. There's no great secret to it, but just like how much I've been so angry at myself or thinking that I'm lacking or I'm like a bad business owner or just judging like every decision. I don't know what I'm doing. And like this last week has been like, you're doing it. I, and I've always been doing it. And I think right. we can all say that about like, these things and like just judging ourselves, but we are adults and kids at the same time. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's been this powerful thing. Like, yeah. And I don't know. And it, when I find myself getting angry about things this last few weeks um, or frustrated, I'm like, Oh, it's okay for me to say, I don't know. Like that's I'm it. Sorry, I couldn't focus on what you're saying because you still have your foot on the ottoman or the <laughs> coffee table, whatever it is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I expressed that as a concern, and I feel like 
I should pay you more for also helping me take care of my new couch. Um, um, yeah, I think that's a good point for my uh, wrapping up. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're all kids and adults at the same time. None of us knows anything. Yet we know it all. But I think the main point that I'm taking from what you're saying is there's no reason to be so hard on yourself. Mm. That's, that's it. That is the main thing, Sean. Like, and I think the three of us over the last 10 years have been very hard on ourselves and beyond, but like, it's okay. It's okay that we don't know things. It's okay. There's no rules. It's all just like a facade. And so we're doing our best to try to make this work in this crazy world. And that's the voice. I think I talked about a couple of weeks ago. That I think that I've refined the most in the last few months is um, it's okay. It's okay. Did you learn something? Try to get better. But it's okay that you didn't know that. And it's like, it's what I've been searching for for so long. And so now I think that is as we're entering back into this real world of being around people again, it's like there's a lot more things that are coming up that are challenging that specific thing. And so that's the thing, like mm -hmm. the muscle I just want to keep. It's like, it's okay. And just you can keep getting better. You didn't do anything wrong. You're a good person that's trying to do good stuff in the world and things come up and you're doing great. I think that's a good message to put out there. You know, I think Great. it's, uh, I don't know if it's inspiring, but it's at least slightly reassuring. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it feels like this is a good place for us to do a segment on the show that we like to call parting shots. So why don't we start today with Amber? Absolutely. Um, so again, I think, I think it might be related to that um, not so steady mental health that we talked about already. But this week at work, and keep in mind, we've been working from home 15 months, almost 16 months. It's been quite some time. Um, and this week at work, during a weekly meeting that we have, at the beginning of it, somebody was like, I just discovered how to switch my background. And I was filled <laughs> with rage. Like I thought that I could throw my computer out the window. Cause I was like, even if that's true, don't be embarrassed that you just figured that out now. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then to make it worse, everyone else on the call, like, except me, was like, wow, how'd you do that? And, like, bought into it. And we were talking about the dumb Zoom backgrounds. <laughs> and I, again, I know that it's, like, me. It's, like, a me thing. And it was where I'm at. But I was just like, I... <laughs> hate it here. <laughs> like, I don't want to be around these people. Well, and then also, you know, um, we're all going back into the office in theory in September. And that interaction didn't make me look forward to going back <laughs> to the office in September. I'll put it that way. I've known so, how to switch my background for a long time now. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't even, it was just... I don't know. It just felt so dumb to me. It felt 
So dumb. I was so mad. I'm mad at them too. And that's not fair. I wasn't coming from the right place. They were all having fun and coming from a joyful place. And I like wish that I could have met them there. But I was just like, I don't care for you. (laughs) Do you feel like any part of that is like, this is a waste of time. We should be focused on work stuff. Yes, all of it. (laughs) Well, also, I um, I think it's definitely related, but um, I ran out to the vet that morning to get Smudgy's last shot. He he's finally fully vaccinated. He will be Smudgy. I did. He'll be able to go out in public. Amber, we can't give you this shot. This is for (laughs) Smudgy. I know it's I know it's his last one, but you know it's for him, not you. But we we brought Smudgy. We like timed the vets are so backed up and both Jeff and I have different work meetings. So like we found an appointment that worked, but like it was tight. I knew I had a meeting shortly after it worked out. We hauled ass. I like had anxiety about getting back in time for this specific meeting. The head of the department was late and then the first 10 minutes we're talking about Zoom backgrounds. And I was like, I was stressed out about coming back for this. Like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I'm so mad. <sighs> of course you know how to change your background, motherfucker. Or Holy you, shit. What or, happened to Amber? <laughs> I know. I'm, I was not um, the ray of sunshine that people... they In work, they do a lot of... Um, it's too boring to get into, but like internal different videos and they'll need volunteers. And I'm known for being, I usually volunteer first. Like I, sure, I'll do anything. And there's one this week that they want people to like lip sync to a song. And I didn't raise my hand and everyone's like, uh, is Amber okay? And then somebody's personally reached out to me and they're like, they, they want you to do like a liquid feet style video. And I just wrote back, you couldn't afford me. <laughs> like, I'm not having Good. it. Yeah, yeah. What song was it? Was it uh too sexy for my shirt? No, it was freedom by George Michael. Oh, well, I guess I was sort of the right era, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm the curmudgeon this week and that's okay. That's who I am this week. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. I'll go next because I'm going to take mine off of what Amber was saying and basically just reiterate what she was saying. I am the curmudgeon this week. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. You're set. You're talking about like people at work. The reason I asked, was it, partially because you were like, we should be doing our work right now is because I had a meeting last week with somebody. I think that I am going to, well, I won't get into any of the details because who knows where it's going to go and how it's going to end up, but it looks like I'm going to start another podcast with somebody. And I think it's going to be really fun and interesting and good. Although I could be completely wrong about all that. What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Fair question. Uh, But this is somebody I used to work with, and we worked on a show together, and this was when Lost was on the television. Mm. Do you remember the show Lost? Sure. It was a a 
show, hit show. Big, <laughs> they were on an island and yeah, no one knew crack, what happened. Plane crash, right? It was Locke and Hobbes philosophy, you know, ideas. It was back when people actually were slightly intellectual. And uh, every week it was on, I believe Lost was on on Sunday nights. And so Mondays we would show up to the writer's room and the entire writing staff was obsessed with the show and would spend all day like dissecting talking about the show. I was not a fan of the show. I never watched the show. I wasn't interested in the show, but I did know that if we spent the entire day talking about the show, we're not getting much work done. It meant that we were getting no work done, but the work had to be done because we were doing a weekly show. So the show had to be ready when we taped on Friday nights. So that meant that there were going to be at least two nights that week because we didn't work Monday, that we would be there until two or three or four o'clock in the morning. And it made me, it, it was for the whole run of the show and it made me insane, but there was nothing I could do because right. it was right and, at the beginning of my you're career. Like the not fun one who's like, hey, could we work? Yeah, I'm so or, sorry. Or not even that. Like I, I was I was so low down on the totem pole that I felt like I couldn't even interject. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've ever seen me when I'm upset. I clearly give off you a have an energy. Vibe. <laughs> yeah. yes. And so I would just be sulking at the end Seed of the it, table. I would say. <laughs> is a better word. Yes. My friend, Michael Delaney, used to talk about how he would come up to me and go, so Sean, what's the seethe of the day? Because there was always, <laughs> there was always something. Uh, but yeah, so I'd be seething at the end of the table. Everybody was like, but I think he, no, 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 no. He was sitting in dream. C12B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would just be like, oh my God, why are we doing this instead of, and knowing that all of them would be just as upset as I was staying until four o'clock in the morning, but right. it would be their but not fault. Not seeing like the cause. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is, at some point, I hope to watch Lost and find <laughs> out what everybody was so obsessed about, and don't fuck around when I'm trying to work. Sure. Jamie, parting shots. I didn't finish Lost, but I. I'm just being nostalgic because that was how long ago? 15 years ago? Mm-hmm, at least. But it was um, something that my girlfriend at the time, like we, it was before Netflix was, it was like a, a DVD company that sent to you in the mail. And just how exciting it was to like get those DVDs in the mail. Ah, yesteryear. <laughs> we well, had some good I, times. I, I don't, I, here's the thing about Netflix when they used to send you stuff in the mail. I don't know if you guys had this experience, but I would be like, I'm going to get this movie. But then when it came, I was like, like, I don't feel feel like watching this. And so it would just sit there for months. And you can't get the next one until you return that first one. Right. You have to send it back. And I was like, I can't send it back until I watch it, but I don't feel like watching it. So I would just leave it on my, my, uh, I had a, what did I have? Oh, I had a milk crate. It wasn't a Ottoman or a coffee table. It was just two milk crates put together. Jamie, nothing. Okay. I'm Go the ahead, scotch cutter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have been good. But yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. Um, oh, oh, I, I did want to say like two weeks ago, 
Amber's parting shot, I think, was about how happy I was, and that really went out the window. <laughs> I know I was thinking how ironic it was. <laughs> well, it wasn't just like I'm happy, oh, but it was that's like, right. <laughs> I have everything I want, and my life is yes. perfect. I called it too early. <laughs> Motherfuckers, God, you figured out backgrounds. I don't think the way you said today negates any of that. I've been thinking about that a lot, where I jinxed myself. <laughs> but that's a th- but but that seems something bigger than just something you would feel in one day. Like like being content with huh. um, where you're at in life. I, I only to say, like in the last couple of weeks, I've thought about that a lot, and I just think that it really inspired me. Aww. And so I guess <laughs> it's that's... a curse. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said that, like, do not go outside your apartment because you <laughs> get hit by a car or something. Right? I now. will say, a part of my daily routines, and there's a few of them, but this morning, in fact, like, as soon as I actually walk outside of my apartment, like, this morning was like a Saturday where I was a little bit depressed, like, waking up, like, I want to try to exercise and do these things. I good kinda... morning door. Good morning screen door. Good morning, Bush. Oh dear. Aww. All right. Pete oh, Bush. I did go out after they left, and I did my best to like. I'm still alive. But um, no, the going outside is like it instantly. When I'm in my apartment for an extended amount of time, it's the first thing in the morning. Like I just get so locked into my own thoughts and stuff, but it has become an important part of my daily routine of just like okay and yes i try to be like hello world hello trees etc um but i came up with a thing it's called lsd <laughs> beat i don't think you they've had that, that yeah they've had that for a long time <laughs> it's um but Tim it's like, Leary is just a big fan it's an acronym that really started has worked for me pretty consistently but it's lsd um look up is for the L. Uh, kind of look up, uh, smile. Uh, oh, take a deep breath. So, and take it all in. That's it. Look up, smile, deep breath, and take it all in. And like, th- like it is just like th- those moments. <laughs> I try to do it throughout the day, and they, without fail, at least for a couple seconds, I'm like, okay. But it's like the slowing down, like it's like even for uh, a beat like a of not being in my head. Smell the roses, sort of situation. Yeah, but just I found that that action just Rem- okay. re- remind me not to give you the job of making acronyms <laughs> for anything I ever am working on. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm very acronym LSD. <laughs> Look up. Take a deep breath. Smell things. Look <laughs> around. And see what's going on. LSD. <laughs> well, there was a B tie. Like breathe and take it all in. Take T I A I. Yeah, it needs some work, but um, I did. If it works for you, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and that's my um, that's my um, parting shot. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Lobster. <laughs> Sometimes you have to breathe Lobster. underwater, so you bring something with you. And you carry it, and it has oxygen in it, and it's always on you. I call it scuba for short. <laughs> Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Damn. Oh, that makes more sense. Damn. <laughs> that was uh, a thing that was in my head a lot at one point in my life, probably 25 years ago. Because when you learned what the word acronym meant, that was the example that was used. Probably. 
We have um, at work, we have um, all of our TV shows <clears throat> go by like a three letter abbreviation so that all of the file naming and stuff it can be consistent. But um, what we call that three letter acronym is TLA, <laughs> which stands for three letter acronym. And it that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> TFS. T for short. TLA. <laughs> well, because people are like, what is a TLA? And I was like, oh, it's the three-letter acronym. And they're like, fine, but what does it stand for? I was like, three-letter acronym. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because one of the things I'm working on right now, I'm working with these guys on a on a thing and you know, they have all these characters that they've been working on and the characters all have two names as, as characters do, but they sent me a document in which it explained all the relationships between mm. the characters. But in the document, they just called each of the characters by their two initials. So it was like, MA thinks TL is more like DO than FR. And, and I was like, like <laughs> I don't know what this says. I cannot interpret this in any way. Like, where is the, please write out the actual names because I am not as familiar with your work as you are. Fun fact, my mom's um, grandpa, my great grandpa was FR, Fred Rothman. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm gonna say, let's end there. And second of all, it sounds like you're lying. Um, <laughs> Rockman. <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> it, it's 100% true. Folks, this has been The Long Shot. Thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever the case may be. We love having you guys here. And welcome back to the world, however that may be happening for you. Step Remember, outside. Take a deep breath. Look L S <laughs> to the motherfucking D. Folks, we'll see you next time on The Long Shot. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. I'm still short of proof Of what happened before And now that it's true What good is this memory for? And why do I love you? With such a strong vigor Which is the action And which is the trigger It's mine to install But it's yours to configure And I'm gonna take all the blame And why do we go With the planned obsolescence It's cheaper, I know but it's harsher in essence And now that the code is in place and it's present
We'll just wait and see if you notice. 